Welcome to Cat Talk Radio with your host, Molly DeVos. Molly is a cat expert and certified feline training and behavior specialist. With her expertise and her guests, you'll learn how to interpret and control behavior issues with your cat, how to entertain and converse with them, and keep up on the latest feline news around the world. Now, here is Molly DeVos. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the 64th episode of Cat Talk Radio. Thank you for tuning in today. Yay! Yay. <laughs> today we're going to talk about how to tell if your cat is stressed. And I'm your host, Molly, and I'm joined today by my handsome sidekick, Dewey. Hi, my beautiful love. Wow, 64. That's incredible. Yeah, that's Wait. a lot. And you know, and you know what? I feel like we're I feel like we're running out of topics. I mean, I hear I, I say that to people all the time, and people go, No, everything you do, I listen to and I love and I love them all. I'm like, yeah, well, goodness gracious, 64 topics on cats. So man, it, you could really help us out, audience, if you have an idea for a topic that you haven't heard us discuss yet or you have a question or something you're wondering about in cats or something you think we ought to dive into please email it to me molly at cattalkradio.com that'd be a big help you know it'd be good too if people uh want to be interviewed about some of the things that uh, they have tried by listening to some of this uh, we could have them call in and we could talk to them a little bit about some of the things that they've done and implemented that would that would really help and go a long way as also. That's a good idea. I might even start recording some of my behavior consults in the future. Hmm, I have to think yeah, about that. That's a that good idea good also. Yeah, I have one well, on Monday. I might do that. Yeah, and you know that's that's great, and we should we should really dive into something like that. Well, it seems like you know, now the way the world is today, that everyone is stressed out. So the topic is 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 pertinent uh, to a lot of different things, uh, not only to cats, but, you know, people underneath uh, at this period of time. If you listen to this in the future, it may not make sense. But in this particular time, we are all under the COVID uh, self-isolation uh, process, which means that everybody's staying home and uh, for a period of time. And even if you list this, listen to this off into the distance, you will remember this time anyway. But during this time, self-isolation, and then at that same time, you're interacting not only with your family and whatever stresses come along with that, but then those stresses really kind of go to the weakest link, and usually the weakest link is our pets. And so I could see where the cats might pick up on some of that stress, and tensions are high, Lots of Facebook fights, et cetera. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's true. Animals do pick up on our emotions. You know, if we're feeling afraid or, or stressed in this case, you know, they pick up on it and, um, and it bothers them. So that's not something I had on the list of, of things that cause stress, but um, it absolutely can cause stress in your animals. So number one, take care of yourselves. You know, do what you need to to be calm, understanding that we are only in control of the things that we're really in control of. We're not in control of this virus, but we sure are in control of how exposed we become to it. So understand that, you know, take responsibility for the things that you're in control of and 
let the big picture go because we're not in control of that. So keep your stress low and that's going to help keep the stress in your animals lower also. Yeah. Boy, I tell you, you know, just thinking about stress relievers and some of the things that we've done and and we're doing now, which is, you know, getting some exercise, getting out, you know, as long as you're not around other people and crowded, it's okay to get out and walk. And we've talked in the past about taking your pet for a walk and kitties are are and can be harnessed as if you go back and listen to some of the other episodes, Molly talks about how that is important and it's a good enrichment to both you and the animal. Uh, working out a little bit uh, in your home, stretching. I know I've been very tight and tense lately and that really has begun to um, just bunch up my, my body a little bit. So my wife and I were talking about that this morning about stretching. So there's some things you could do that really are interactive with your animal also. Uh, so I don't know things, about so. <laughs> stretching interactive. We were interactively stretching. We have a, this is probably way TMI for our audience, but we, we build big showers with two heads because we like shower together and it's a good time in the morning to soak under that hot water and talk about the day and that kind of thing. And so this morning we were stretching in the shower together. <laughs> <laughs> boy we needed it <laughs> yeah the it cats really don't like that piece but i mean no. i'm sure there's some things you could do <laughs> and you know when it's easy to tell like you mentioned you know facebook fights and things like that it's really easy to tell when we're all stressed because we all tend to wear our emotions on our on our shirt sleeve but it's really hard to tell when our cats are stressed because they're a species that that's just ingrained in them not to show emotion or weakness. They hide pain and they hide stress because in the wild, this is going to make them an easy target. And you're going to hear me say in the wild a lot if you haven't already. If you've listened to some of our podcasts, I say in the wild, in the wild. Well, in the wild, they do this. Well, because in the wild, and the reason that that's significant is because 96% of their DNA is still linked to their African wildcat ancestors. So a lot of all that genetics, that DNA wiring that's in there, those things that those wildcats need, Jackson Galaxy calls it the raw cat. That's what your cat still needs in the home. So, you know, you think, well, you know, they're going to make them an easy target in the wild, but my cat lives in the house, so he doesn't feel that. Not true. They feel all the same things that they would in the wild. So they hide the stress that they're feeling. You know, if your cat's behavior changes suddenly in some way, it's not normal. Something is going on. So first thing I got to stress is, you know, take your cat to the vet right away if you see a, a real sudden behavior change because you've got to rule out any medical issues, that, that's the first place to start if you think your cat is stressed. Because chronic stress, just like with people, suppresses the immune response, you know, causing a, a broad range of illnesses. Yeah, and so let's, let's dive into that a little bit. Let's, let's start with what causes stress in the first place. You've listed out some things here that you gave me um, that causes stress. Let's comment on those a little bit. The first one that you put on here was competition for resources. What does that mean? Yeah, so uh, whether this is a, a, 
a real or perceived threat. It's definitely something that stresses your cat out if he thinks that another cat is going to get his stuff. And, and by stuff, I mean litter boxes, food, water, toys, affection, all his stuff. You know, it's important to remember that that cats are solitary by by nature. You know, they don't they don't process the world like we do. They are used to living one cat in a very large territory and not sharing resources. So anytime that they perceive that their resources are are in danger, it's going to stress them out. And that may shift. You know, you you may also say well, one day they did fine, and the next day they just started attacking one another. And these fights have been going on a month. I, I hear that a lot. And, and that is probably the straw that broke the camel's back, stress trigger. So something was going on that was making that cat stressed and stressed, and that stress is building and building and building. And then one little thing happens by one of the cats, and they go, that's it. You got to go. And they start fighting and attacking each other. So competition for resources is a very important one. Yeah, it sounds like it. So number two on your list, uh, which makes a lot of sense also, is explain to us and the listeners the inadequate territory. Yeah, so this could be overcrowding. So if you live in a 1,400-square-foot home and you have, you know, nine cats, yeah, it may be a little too much because that's a lot of cats crammed in a small space. So be responsible with the number of cats that you take on and don't stress your cats out by putting them in a, an overcrowding, overpopulated area. This could also be just them simply, you know, if you have one cat, it could just be that they simply don't have enough places to scratch you know, scratching is a, is a very territorial thing. They've got to do it. It makes them feel good to scratch and say, look, I left my scent and my marks for other cats that come along. Um, so if they don't have enough places to scratch, they might not feel like they have enough territory to protect. Also, not having enough resources to go around can make them feel like there's inadequate territory. Well, yeah, you can see how that might apply to a lot of different things and a lot of different not only but cats but also people so let's go to number three on your list changes you know that's a big thing changes are significant in anyone's lives but talk to us about what that means to stressing out a cat yeah especially right now that we're all you know sequestered at home with our cat our cat's used to us leaving for the most part and being alone eight hours a day so its routine has been totally turned upside down and you know the household routine is not what it used to be if you are now working from home and you weren't prior so trust me your cat is already stressed to some level by having you there whether they're trying to sit in your lap all day and they love being having you home it doesn't matter it's a change in routine and that causes some degree of stress in all cats um, the other things, you know, changes that could be happening, like if you're remodeling your home um, or if you bring in a, a new animal or you lose an animal, you know, all of that is, is change in the cat's routine and, and will stress it. Guests, visitors, you know, you have, you know, mom and dad come stay for a week or at Christmas time. That's a, a real common high stress time for pets. 
Um, so yeah, be be very sensitive to changes in your home. You want to stick to a routine as much as possible. Yeah, you know, I I'm thinking through the changes that could happen. You know, as you mentioned, some of the home remodeling and you know household things that that change, and we don't even realize that we're making changes. But you know, the cat realizes that. I, I and I, what comes to my mind which makes me want to comment on that is that, you know, when, when you're feeding the, um, kitty, uh, then the kitty's always looking to you, follows you around. As soon as you go to the sink or you go to prepare the food at the preparing place, they're there. If I go in there and I don't feed as often as you, they don't recognize me as the person being feeding. But as soon as you're not there for whatever reason you're gone and I take over that event, they all of a sudden are a little bit like, what are you doing? What are you doing here? How do you, you know, all that. That's, I mean, it's an easy, simple change, but we do it just because it's natural. We need a shift, but there's probably a lot of other things that we routinely may change that the cat notices that we probably don't. Anyway, mm-hmm. moving on to the number four on your list, which is a good one also, uh, vet visits, grooming kennel stays talk to us a little bit about how that stresses out your cat yeah so cats you know dogs are adventurous they want to go to new places meet new people oh boy you know for the most part there certainly are those dogs that that are more insecure and not that way but cats are homebodies because of their addiction to routine you know they want to stake out their territory be safe and confident in their territory and they really don't want to go beyond it so anytime you take your cat outside of the territory you know car rides whatever they're going to get stressed out and you know people think it's fun to take their cat places but it, it may cat may not feel that way you know not not in the cat's world it doesn't like going out so like you mentioned earlier getting out for a walk you know, only do that if that doesn't totally stress your cat out and go slow. You know, start with the cat wearing the harness in the home. Take yeah, it no out dragging the of the cat. No, no, no. <laughs> Take it out in the front yard or the backyard and, you know, let you just sit down and let it walk around and smell things. And you kind of let the cat walk you at the cat's pace to begin with. You can also get a pet stroller and put the cat in the harness and leash and put it in the stroller and just watch the cat. You know, if the cat starts hunkering down and meowing real loudly and looking at you and clawing on the screen and, you know, panicking, then that's causing stress and and you don't want to do that. Um, There are lots of things you can do to make vet visits and and those rides um, easier. And if I haven't done that, I should use that as a next topic. (laughs) There you go. You're always coming up with them. Very, very good, my love. So, you know, we've, we talked about, and that's a great, uh, four things on your list to talk about. There's actually five. There's actually a fifth thing. Oh, um, okay. So what's the fifth thing? Um, boredom. So, um, if, if cats have got to have an outlet for energy, um, you know, they, they've got to have a way to, to express their pent up energy. People seem to think that they just like to lay around all day long, but in the wild, they will hunt six hours a day. And when we keep them indoors, obviously they're not hunting six hours a day. And so they get pent up energy 
And so we've got to, we've got to help them release that energy, especially their predator instincts. So ah. boredom was the fifth one. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, good. So we have five things then that causes stress and that's, those were all fantastic. Now, what we kind of got need to do is kind of shift gears there and think about, okay, how do we know when our cat is stressed? And I think I've seen, you've got another list here on um, some of the signs to, to look for. So let's look at the first one, okay? Expressive grooming, or not expressive, excessive <laughs> grooming, sorry. <laughs> yeah, expressive grooming. It, it is sort of an expression, right? <laughs> you know, watch me groom, I got baby. visuals on that. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's kind of like grease lightning, you know, where uh, John DeVolta does the hand over the head like, oh, I'm grooming, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's expressive grooming. <laughs> it, 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 yeah. So that's where I was getting that from. So, <laughs> <laughs> but excessive so. grooming, yes. So um, sudden grooming is a sign of stress, you know, that which isn't excessive, but it's like when the cat, you know, turns around real quick and lick, 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 lick its side, and then stops, you know. And you think, well, you got a flea crawling in there, but you know, sometimes maybe they do. But assuming that your cat is flea free, um, that little burst of grooming is a sign of stress. We look for that in, in shelter settings because that's a, a, a stress signal. And then hours and hours of fastidious grooming, you know, um, that's just, you know, grooming is a natural, normal behavior, but when they lick a bald spot in their fur, that's not normal. And that indicates stress. So those are the kinds of things that you need to look for. I mean, it's it's okay if your cat grooms, it's natural, that's how they bathe. They spend a lot of time grooming themselves. But again, you're looking for changes. You know, it, it did your cat just groom a little before and now it's like grooming a lot and, you know, hair's coming out in spots and you know, a lot of places are on the front legs and the belly and the side is where they'll do that excessive grooming and licking holes in their fur down to the, to the bare skin. It can get kind of ugly. Yeah, that's nasty. So what about, um, a kitty that has poor coat condition? Is that a, mm -hmm. so, sign? you know, when they have poor coat condition, it's almost like the opposite of excessive grooming. They're not grooming enough and they'll get dander and their coat will get real spiky. You know, the hairs will kind of stick together and, um, and you can tell that, you know, they're just not grooming themselves. That's usually an indication of stress. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not seeing too many of those, but I mean, we have seen some of that from time to time and it's, it's terrible looking. Um, usually it that, happens in old cats. Like we saw it yeah, in Tabasco yeah. you know, this last year or at least six yeah. months. His yeah, coat yeah. started getting kind of spiky and yeah 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 that's right so um let's talk about this urinating outside the litter box we have that topic a lot so talk to us about how that means stress or could mean stress so that's a response to something that they find particularly stressful and that could be like we just discussed changes in the environment or territory threats you know or the opposite of that maybe they're not going to the litter box as often as usual maybe they're holding it so I, I always say it's really good idea to count the amount of pee and poop that you scoop daily so that you know what the normal baseline is for your cat. So, you know, a cat's 
pooping once a day. That's usually pretty normal. And usually you'll find it, you know, either in the morning or the evening, whatever your cat's routine is. And you'll notice that, you know, maybe your cat's peeing, you know, four times or six times a day, whatever it is. Know what that is. Another good reason to scoop daily people, which you should wow. be doing. So, mm -hmm. Right, right. I mean, we've, we've used the litter box in lots of different types of conversations. But, you know, if it's not, like you said, medical, then it, it really could lead to, hey, this is a sign of stress. Yeah, so, and also, also spraying. You know, yeah, I, I get a, a rash of calls for spraying issues this time of year because it's spring and, um, you know, cats start spraying because usually it's, you know, stressed by potential territory invaders that they might be seeing outside. So, yeah, urinating outside the litter box is a, a sign of stress. Yeah, okay, so this is kind of along the same dirty lines, but it, it's reality. Mm -hmm. So what about diarrhea and, and the opposite effect, constipation? Um, are those sometimes uh, digestive issues or other digestive issues? Are those those sometimes caused by stress? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, it, it could be diet. It could be illness. Again, if you're seeing any of this, you've, you've got to take a cat to the vet first to rule out any underlying medical issues. And if you've done that, then, you know, the diarrhea, the constipation, or other kind of stomach upset things, um, very, very much so are signs of stress. Okay, so uh, going on down the list here, so let's look at um, cold and flu symptoms. I don't think that people probably would think of that as a stressful thing. So talk to us about what that means. Yeah, there's a, it's an upper respiratory infection, a URI, we call it in the shelter, and it's a virus, so it's not bacterial, it's a, it's a virus, and it actually stays with the cat, and it will resurface in stressful situations. So like Tomater, you know, he was, had been in the shelter three weeks, and we brought him home as a foster, and he, you know, began to show signs of an upper respiratory infection. All cats are exposed to it in a shelter setting. And so if you've adopted from a shelter, your cat is likely carrying the virus in its system. And, um, and then when put in a stressful situation, they will develop cold or flu-like symptoms. So, you know, runny nose, sneezing, lots of drool, juicy, warm, dry nose, that kind of thing. Um, Indiana, one of my previous cats had it, you know, he of course had it, adopted him from the SPCA and he had it as a kitten. And every time I would take him to the vet, he would break out with an upper respiratory infection because it was a stressful situation for him. So that's when I began to, to find home visit vets to come treat him so that that stress, you know, he wouldn't get sick every time he went to the vet. So yeah, definitely, uh, Cold, cold symptoms like that are, are very much a stress reaction. So tell us a little bit about what it would mean or what's causing the stress uh, if a cat is excessively scratching. Um, and, and by that, I mean not like scratching their own neck or anything, but scratching your furniture. Like all of a sudden your cat, ah, you know, your cat's never okay. scratched your furniture before, but all of a sudden it starts just going to town on the end of the sofa, you know, that's a territorial marking behavior because, you know, they, they leave scent and visual markers behind when they scratch. So that's a territorial gesture, which means they're feeling stress from a perceived potential territory invader. And, and, you know, scratching is self self soothing also. 
So it's something they do to also release energy. So it helps with that boredom and becoming an outlet for energy. So definitely if you're seeing, you know, excessive scratching on items, sign of stress. Okay. So next on your list, which, you know, that again comes with, could be a lot of different things as we've talked about in the past episodes, uh, aggression towards people or other animals. Yeah, almost 100% of the time when a cat is lashing out with aggression, it's due to stress and or pain. I mean, and, you know, whether that's to you or to other cats or animals in the household, 100% of the time, stress or pain. Okay, and so this one, the next one on your list, I think sometimes uh, is some other signs also that we've talked about in the past. Uh, They stop eating or eat less. Yeah, cats... A cat's appetite should remain relatively the same from day to day. And if not, it can indicate, you know, stress or an underlying health condition. So if all of a sudden they start getting real picky about what they eat or they just acting like they don't want to eat, it could have some infected teeth or, you know, trouble with their gums or, or stomach. It could be that they eat and then whatever they're eating is causing, uh, you know, their stomach to hurt, kind of like you with gluten you know, mm-hmm. that, you know, you stop eating the things that cause your stomach to hurt. You go, God, every time, you know, with me, almonds, every time I eat a handful of almonds, my stomach is just in on fire. So yeah. I know I, I don't want to eat almonds. So if you fed me only almonds all day, I'd look at you like, oh, really? I got to eat the almonds? So if your cat is, is acting like it doesn't want to eat or it stops eating, um, you know, pay, pay close attention there. There's some level of stress going on. So what about the next one on your list, which is sudden weight loss or gain? How, tell us about how that looks like. Yeah, that's, that's definitely a sign of stress. Definitely take your cat immediately to the vet. They don't gain or lose weight quickly, normally. You know, if you have an obese cat and we put them on a reduced uh, KCAL diet, they lose like maybe a half a pound a month. I mean, it's very slow. They're, they're not a kind of species that's built for losing weight quickly or gaining weight quickly. So either one of those is a, a sign that something is going on stressing their body. Again, trip to the vet is in order when you see those kinds of things. So um, what about when you, you know, I, you, you, this, this could be several different reasons, but um, maybe you could see some stress in this. But what if your cat doesn't want to go outside or maybe doesn't want to come in from outside is that that yeah that's definitely it's it's indicating that there's something stressful either outside the house you know again perceived or real that the cat is trying to avoid and if your cat is outside and doesn't want to come inside then it's perceiving some level of threat inside the house and they don't want to come in there because if a cat feels comfortable in a space it's gonna go you know because, you know, cats are, they go wherever they want, whenever they want. <laughs> <laughs> it is a cat's world. And I say this again to all you listeners. If you don't believe it's a cat's world, look at your cat when he's laying there and sitting there with his eyes wide open looking at you and say, is this a cat's world? And see what reaction you get. So you, know, that was, you will know. <laughs> that was almost the name for this show. You know, we, we were, matter of fact, our producer, uh, Tacey, she really wanted us to go with It's a Cat's World instead of Cat Talk Radio. And, 
and you know it's a cat's world and they're just letting us live in it and that's that's really true it was one of our top top picks for the show name <laughs> you know I, I i've been to disneyland so many times that i've been to that little uh, thing that you float through and they talk about oh it's a God. small world after all oh, you know and just insert uh, cat into that it's a cat's world after all you know I you got stuck <laughs> in there i went there <laughs> and and uh, we were on that ride and the ride broke down and we were in the tunnel and i had to listen to it's a small world after all about <laughs> 200 times yeah (laughs) i was about to get out and wade out of that thing but they were really serious about do not get out of the boat (laughs) (laughs) it was hell it was a small world of hell (laughs) i wonder how long i mean i was a kid then so i wonder how long that thing's been around i mean that they've made their money back on that exhibit probably more than anything anyway we got off track here for a second but let's go back to this and it kind of does kind of fit in a little bit but uh the next one on your list is excessive vocalization like the small world (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know that's a sign of stress especially if your cat's not usually chatty and then all of a sudden they're like meow 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 you know like our our foster right now tomater he um he's not very vocal until it's dinner time and then he he's like meow 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 you know at dinner time well if he started that at other times of the day i would begin to wonder what's wrong they really are trying to tell us something they don't they're not very vocal in the wild with one another that language is kind of something that they develop to talk to us so if your cat is all of a sudden vocalizing excessively and they don't normally sign a stress yeah so the next one on your list is something that we are practicing and doing now but with it when it comes to cats it sort of has a different outlook and you should look at it a little bit differently and that is social distancing talk to us about what that looks like stress-wise yeah, so cats, you know, cats get a bad rap for being a very aloof species. Like they go, oh yeah, the cat just runs and hides when anybody comes over. That cat avoids social contact. But in reality, they really are very social creatures. You know, and if your cat puts himself in constant isolation, it's a sign of stress or maybe pain, which causes stress. So pain can be at the root of all of these things. Again, they don't exhibit that real well. They don't run around like dogs and go, oh, 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 oh. They hide it because they, you know, that's in their nature not to show any sign of weakness. Kind of like you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the next one on your list is changes in body language. That, That really says a lot. I think, I think a lot of people pick up on that, but talk to us about what we're looking for in stress. Yeah, so if your cat is crouching, you know, one of the things I always noticed about Tabasco, I could tell he didn't feel well when he's kind of down on all fours, just crouched, centered over his paws, you know, not laying, but just crouching down, tail wrapped tightly around his legs. Um, If your cat's ears rotate back often, you know, that can be a sign of stress, dilated eyes, avoiding eye contact, um, a nose lick. That's another thing we really watch for in a shelter. 
Um, in addition to the rapid grooming is they'll, they'll do a quick little flick of their tongue to their nose. They, they lick their nose. All that is body language that shows signs of stress. Well, and here's another one that I think that, you know, I mean, how do you interpret that? Uh, maybe you can dive into it a little bit. But how do you interpret, interpret looking at clinging uh, being stress-related? Talk to us about that. Yeah, when cats, you know, when sometimes when cats are feeling bad, they will go hide and do social distancing. But the opposite of that, some cats will become very, very clingy. You know, Tabasco went through that as he was not feeling good. He didn't want to leave my side. Um, and, and that's, you know, when your animal takes comfort from your touch and your love, I, they think that, you know, when they're not feeling good, it's kind of like a little kid. They just kind of want to come cuddle and be with you. You know, I'm also a Reiki master, so I do Reiki on, on my cats. And they very much like that and will seek that out when they're not feeling good. So I can, I can tell if a cat's not feeling good, a cat that's, you know, been around me, they'll, they'll get clingy when they're not normally overly clingy. Hmm. Interesting. Good information. Um, so the next one on your list is sleeping more. That's kind of hard to kind of know. I mean, cause you, sometimes a cat sleeps all day and you just don't pay attention to that, but I guess there would be ways to, to watch for that, right? Yeah. Cats usually sleep about 16 hours a day, so it is difficult to tell if they're sleeping more than normal. <laughs> but yeah. like if, if TV time is normally, uh, a cuddle time, you know, you sit down in the evening by the TV, watch TV, relax, and the cat's normally cuddled up next to you. And all of a sudden, you know, they're, they're not, and you notice they're not spending as much cuddle time with you, then that's a sign of stress. Hmm. Okay. So th those were all great and good list. So we've covered the, you know, stressed out cat as, as we've talked about it. We've talked about what signs we're looking for uh, in our cats. Um, and then I guess the next thing is a natural occurrence. How do we de-stress our cat? Mm -hmm. uh, and you've put out, you give me a list of a few things here. So let's, let's look at the first one. Multiple resources. Yeah. So obviously there have to be enough litter boxes, enough food and water bowls, feed your cats two feet apart. You know, all, all of the number of resources and where they're located and how they're set up, you know, can cause stress or not in your cat. And we have many, many, many podcasts on how to do the perfect bathroom setup, you know, for on litter boxes and what to feed your cat included in what to feed your cat is how to feed your cat and what to feed your cat in so that it, it isn't causing stress. So make sure that your, your resources are multiplied. You need one more litter box than numbers of cats. So, you know, oftentimes I get these litter box issue calls and find out somebody has six cats in a 1,500 square foot home and I go, you need seven litter boxes. And they're like, well, <laughs> where am I gonna walk? And they're like, mm -hmm. <laughs> might have an overcrowding issue if you don't yeah. have room. For all your cats boxes. and all your litter boxes, then you've probably got an overcrowding issue and need to rethink um, the number of cats that you have. So make sure there's plenty of resources to go around so you're not contributing to the stress level that your cats feel. 
You know, that is such a good metric. I don't, I mean, maybe that's just quick aha moment for a minute, but that's a good metric for people to measure. You know, if you need all of these litter boxes and they're all over your house and you don't like the looks of that or you don't like the smell of that or you don't all that, well then, hello, it could be a sign. <laughs> so I like that. <laughs> I like that. And, you know, so and time too. You know, I was thinking this morning how nice it is just to have one cat. And yeah. I know I scooped a litter box at least twice a day. And, you know, I've got time for that. If I had two cats, I'd have three litter boxes to scoop. Yeah. That's, you know, you know then it becomes a chore almost. And, you know, how do you go to work? People that, you know, juggle work and uh, personal lives and all of that and how to keep up with all that. I mean, it becomes a lot of work. And the more cats you get, the more work it becomes and the less time you have for yourself. So let's talk about the next one on your list, which is called quiet spaces. Can we reduce the stress of cats by offering them quiet places? Yeah, you know, their ears are far more sensitive to sound than ours are. They like things to be quiet. They don't like the TV blaring and people yelling and talking in loud voices and, you know, lots of screaming and shrieking. That is not normal to a cat. A cat likes things very quiet and zen and solitary. Now, I know, you know, you probably might have two or three-year-old children at home and you can't control the noise level. I, I get that. So, you know, make sure that your cat has a quiet space that he can retreat to all on his own and um, try to think of your cat and the noise level in your home and try to keep it quiet for them. Yeah, that's, you know, understandably, when we think about how do we de-stress ourselves, one of the things they talk about for de-stressing is find a quiet place and meditate or just think about things. Find your quiet place, your, your special place. So that makes sense for de-stressing cats also. Okay, the, the next one on your list is regular play and exercise, which again is another one of those things that we are told to do as humans. Right, right. And for a cat, this goes back to, of course, the pent-up energy and the boredom, both. You know, you need to do prey play at least twice a day. Play fetch. You know, and and then cuddle time. I mean, you know, there's you've got to keep your cat active and it's mentally and physically so that every day it has some mental stimulation and some physical stimulation. So like in our house, we do clicker training. We have behaviors with rewards. We do this right before the uh, midday meal and the evening meal. So we do some training and that's mentally stimulating for, for the cat. And then we play, you know, toss and crinkle balls and things around the floor and pray play so that the cat gets out some of those necessities for hunting and, and ambushing and things along those lines. That goes a long way in keeping the stress level down in your cat. You know, I think the next one on your list kind of <coughs> coincides with the last one we talked about just before the prey play thing, but it was safe zone. Sounds a lot like quiet, but safe zone. Uh, talk to us a little about what the difference is and, and how you de-stress a cat that way. Yeah, so what I mean by safe zone, a couple different things. So I like to tell people, get a cat tree, a really tall cat tree, taller than you, you know, at least six feet tall cat tree. And make that home base safe zone for the cat. Whenever the cat is on that cat tree, 
No one is allowed to touch them. Don't pet them. Don't pick them up. That's home base. Cat can go there and get totally away from you and everything else in the house and know that that's a safe place to be. I think every cat ought to have that. And then, you know, hiding spots, having places for cats to go that they can hide in space, also in peace, also, you know, kind of like a quiet space, but a, a something to hide in, a box, a covered bed, anything like that. Um, and then blocking the line of sight between cats also creates a safe zone. So if you have two cats that are fighting or situations like that, or you're fostering, you want to block that line of sight between your foster cats and your home cats so that it's not causing stress between them. Or outside cats. If you have outside cats that are causing stress because it's a perceived territorial threat to your inside cats, you've got to block that line of sight between those two cats. Window film, shut your shades, things like that. So, yeah, safe zones. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. So let's talk about the next one on your list, which is nutrition. Yeah, diet is an integral part of your cat's health and well-being, just like with us. You know, we are what we eat, and and diet plays a, a big role in how well we feel, both emotionally and physically. There are many podcasts. Uh, the one most recent, What to Feed Your Cat, is pretty straight to the point, and uh, I suggest you listen to that because almost everybody that every cat owner that I come in contact with can improve what they're doing for the nutrition of their cat, and it will make your cat not only feel better and less stressed, but it will also make them live longer. You know, the the next one on your list is it was really interesting because it, it sort of is in the medical metal medical physical world am i saying that right probably not but anyway and that you know it's a different different approach to things so and that is pheromones cbd and music to de-stress your cat talk about that that's something a little bit different than mainstream all of these things help to de-stress your cat now again anytime your cat is really stressed and it's having an effect on their emotions or their physical health or maybe their physical health is failing and that's why they're stressed You've got to get to the root of what's causing the stress and fix that. But then there are layers of these things, the pheromones, which are, I recommend Feel Away Multicat is the one that's the most effective. They're little plug-in diffusers. I recommend you use those. Take out your household scents. And if you haven't listened to the podcasts on what scents are dangerous and what scents are safe for your cats, please listen to that right away. So take out your your room deodorizers and put in pheromone plugins. Um, CBD has been known to really show um, a decrease in stress in cats. And, and we sell a very, very good, high quality, very affordable CBD oil that's tasteless on our website and um, by Green Roads. So if you go to catbehaviorsolutions.org or cattalkradio.com and you look for the Behavior Boutique, in there, you'll see CBD oil that will assist. You just put a little on their food. It tells you in there how much. Um, and then music is very important. You can either play classical music, which has been shown to have the most calming frequencies for cats, or they also sell something called an iCalm cat, 
where the frequencies of the music have been modulated scientifically to be stress relieving for cats. So all of those things um, really, really, really help as well. You know, and some cats eventually just need to be put on prescription medication to pull them out of the funk. You know, first of all, don't ever give your cat any medication without your vet's approval. And, you know, any kind of prescription um, medication like that is used for short periods of time in conjunction with deciphering the, the cause of the stress and working to fix it. So many people want a magic wand or a magic pill and, you know, let's just fix this thing. And it, it's not like that. They go, well, we'll just put it on gabapentin and it'll be all right. But it's not all right. It's not good for your cats or us to be on long-term prescription medication we don't need. And so, you know, that's a, a good short term to as a block while you are working on what the real cause of the stress is and, and fixing it. So listen to some of our other podcasts. You'll get lots of information there on a lot of the things we've been talking about, you know, enrichment, prey play, what to feed your cat, how to set up a good, you know, litter box, making sure you got all the right resources for a cat, that kind of thing. There's lots of great podcasts. And again, we need more topics. So if you think of something you haven't heard on Cat Talk Radio you'd like to hear, then um, absolutely let us know. There's a podcast on uh, how to build confidence in your cat, which is a really good one because, you know, that one does exactly what we've been talking about, which is, you know, the opposite of stress is confidence. So listen to that one for sure. You can also help us out by following Cat Behavior Solutions on Instagram and liking Cat Behavior Solutions and Cat Talk Radio on Facebook and share it with other cat owners. You know, share, share the knowledge with your other friends as well. You know, and another way you can help is to shop on catbehaviorsolutions.org in the Behavior Boutique. Under that section, you're going to find some really good deals on really good stuff that is behavior-related, and we're offering free shipping for orders over $49. So go today. You've got time on your hands. Open up your computer. Go to catbehaviorsolutions.org. Go to the Behavior Boutique and start shopping and see what you can find in there that will help out you and your cat de-stress. Molly also started a new section in, in, uh, under her blog called Dear Molly, where she answers questions she receives by email each day. So if you've got something, say, Dear Molly, this is what I've got. Dear Molly, what can I do? Dear Molly, what should I do? All of those <laughs> kind of Dear Molly kind of things. Reach out to her. She will get back to you, and it also helps to enrich others. Um, so follow her on her blog also at the same catbehaviorsolutions.org. So, and if you're having problems that you just seems to be unresolvable and you can't figure out what's going on and what to do, she's available for virtual and in-home consultations. Probably not too many at the moment in the future. No in-home. <laughs> yeah, at the moment we have to be sequestered in place and sheltered in place. So, you know, in the future there will be in-home consultations. But if you listen to this in the future and this virus has come and gone and we're back to our normal stuff, she will be available for some of that in the future. 
Yeah, and I've been doing lots of virtual consults in the meantime. Um, those are great. We just hop on Skype and, you know, you can walk me around your house and show me your stuff and your cats and that kind of thing and how they're interacting. And um, we can get a consult done just as easily that way. So don't hesitate to reach out during this strange coronavirus time. Also, if you've learned something from one of our podcasts, consider sending us a gratuity donation. Any amount helps to keep the show on the air and deliver resources to cat owners to help keep cats out of the shelter because behavior problems are one of the number one reasons that owners surrender cats to shelters and shelter euthanasia is still the number one cause of death in cats. And as long as that's the case, we are going to be here helping you and sharing information that will make your lives more joyful with your cat and your cats happier and everybody out of shelters. So until next time, keep calm and purr on. Goodbye, cat fans. You can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air. In the U.S., about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues. Through this educational radio show, behavior consultations, seminars, and articles, Cat Behavior Solutions intercepts cat behavior problems in the home, reducing the number of cats who are surrendered to shelters. Make a donation at catbehaviorsolutions.com. That's catbehaviorsolutions.com. Looking for products that address specific cat behavior issues? On our website, cattalkradio.com, you'll find things that will create enrichment in the environment for your cat, toys that will reduce boredom, the world's best and safest nail clippers, and much more. All proceeds support our mission, reducing the number of cats surrendered to shelters. Stop by the site and pick up a few tips and tidbits for your cat today. Visit cattalkradio.com and look for The Behavior Shop. Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go make a connection with your feline friend.